Back of the end zone. He'll run it out to the 10, 15, 20, 25, 30, 35, 40, 45, 50, 45. There goes Davis. Oh, my God. Davis is going to run it all the way back. Back to another episode of the rant smooth clean entry uh we got a lot of nba stuff to talk about today um oh yeah a lot has happened in the last week a lot and a lot of juicy things to talk about um last night in particular a bunch of things happened so colin sexton is the best player in the league only when playing the brooklyn nets <laughs> <laughs> I, I, love how the internet, I love how the internet is just now like wow maybe they're better off without Kyrie Irving it's like <laughs> well okay you do one, game, like... <laughs> one game sample size is obviously not enough to make that assumption and it and I'm not going to sit here and say that the Nets played badly right or that Kyrie played badly because the Nets actually I mean they scored 135 points most nights that's gonna be enough to win right and like Harden had 21, 10, and 12. Katie had 38, 12, and 8. And then Kyrie had 37 points, two boards, and three assists, right? So, like, it's not really, like, that was the issue that game. I think the storyline is just Colin Sexton went full Alabama on him. I mean, yeah. <laughs> like, he had 42 points. He had 20 straight of the Cavs points at one point in that game. Like he straight up just willed them to the victory. He was, well, and, he was, he was playing street ball. He's like, you know what? Let's just give me the rock. Let's do this. Like, well, and this, the funny thing is like, he literally played a game in college where it was three on five. I remember that. And right. He like he's not, bunch. he doesn't care about the, he doesn't care that the nets. Have he ain't here to pass. He ain't here monster. to put the ball in the hoop, but it's also just like, he doesn't care that they have Kyrie James Harden and Kevin Durant. He just went full steam. And, I mean, good for the Cavs, right? I mean, good for Jared Allen getting the revenge game, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's just a wild scene last night on Twitter because it he pretty much single-handedly beat the Nets. Yeah. I mean. <laughs> yeah. 42-5-5 and five in 38 minutes. Yeah. That game went into double overtime. I think another another storyline we have to talk about is um, kind of the transformation that the Bucks have done. This is going to be pretty schematic. The Bucks, but the Milwaukee Bucks, the Milwaukee Bucks is that they went from the last couple of years to be from being the league's number one defense statistically, mm. uh, and this year they are the league's number one offense statistically. Hmm. And I think a lot of that has to do with the way that they're playing, kind of. Even though Giannis likes to drive, they're still playing with another guy in the paint, which gives him a really easy dish off. And it also frees up their guys in the perimeter so that they don't have so many guys kind of all waiting for a pass and they can run off screens a little bit better. And it's also that while Giannis isn't necessarily becoming a threat from three, he's not horrible, embarrassing, uh, avert your eyes every time he takes well, off from see, three. Well, see, it's funny you mentioned that because... Giannis has not been looking great recently, just optically, right? Because he's missing a ton of free throws. And the other night, he had one of the... I mean, I can't remember who they're playing. I think it was the Nets. No, it was the Nets. He had one of the most disrespectful sag-offs in history, where he was taking the ball at the court, was at the top of the key, and Nets players actively walked backwards towards the basket like i mean he had 10 feet minimum of space right they were just like take the three we we invite you yeah i mean it's still, right? it's still a and good play to sag it, off him he right, missed but... it so badly yeah he's, okay i mean i think that's like, gonna happen but statistically he's, he's doing fine no i know he's averaging a but... career high in three-point percentage He's shooting above his career average from the floor. <coughs> He's being efficient. I mean, 27 points in 31 minutes per night. He's averaging over 10 rebounds, over five assists, over a steal and a block. As optically bad as sometimes his <laughs> low lights will be, 
I mean, he is statistically producing another ridiculous season. And also, yeah, you can say 31% from three isn't good, but it's not so horrendous that you don't even want him taking them. Mm-hmm. It's not Ben mm-hmm. Simmons bad. Like, it's bad, but it's not <laughs> It's not ignorably bad. Like, yes, they sagged off him that one time. You can They can't do that consistently. Like, eventually he's going to hit a couple, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and if he's only taking five or six a night, you can live with him making two out of them, right? Another big stat stat line last night: Joel Embiid put forty two and yep. ten on the Celtics, uh, and he didn't even shoot well from three. They win that game. Celtics uh, on a little bit of a two game, two game streak. slide. I yeah. don't think you are. I'm ignoring yet. the. No, I mean I'm ignoring the game against the Knicks. Excuse because, me. Because. Well, no, I mean our best player didn't play, not a single minute. Yeah, hey, I, I I don't care. Okay, well, I mean, it's good for the Knicks that they won, but as a Celtics fan, I don't care if we lose a game where our best player doesn't play. Like, I, I mean, Kemba, Grant Williams started for us. Like, come on, bro. I don't care. Kemba just came back for you guys, so yeah, that's uh... and and the and the game against the Sixers. I mean, the Sixers are one of the three best teams in the East. They're really good, and Although, again, Embiid I, had a fantastic game. I got beef game. with the Sixers because they waived Dakota Mathias. So you know, I mean. You may have just started a whole nother curse. So, yay. He That's where we stand right now. He will get an NBA job somewhere, though. I know. He will get an NBA job somewhere. Just saying. Sixers. It's because there, there are a lot of what teams with worse rosters than the Sixers that are going to... Well, who did they um, pick up to waive him? Well, no longer, but... A team with a bad roster, no longer. Let me make that clear. The Knicks... Look pretty good. They look pretty good. Have your moment. Go for it. Tom Thibodeau has this team playing their hearts out, and I love it. I love it. Two straight games, or two two straight games where they've held the opponent to under ninety points. Right, Celtics and the the Magic. The Knicks. I'm gonna read off some defensive stats for you really quick. The Knicks this season, first in points per game allowed at 102. First in defensive three point percentage at. Third, no, that's not right. That doesn't sound right. Try that again. <laughs> We're gonna forget about that one. But it's first in the because <laughs> I, I got the wrong I got the wrong stat in front of me. First in defensive field goal percentage at forty three percent. That's actually pretty good. In defensive rating at one hundred and six point two. So, the Knicks playing some classic Tom Thibodeau basketball. I was gonna say, I mean, when you get a Tom Thibodeau team, right? <laughs> it's either gonna it's either going to work and you're going to play really, really good defense or it's not going to work and you're going to play really, really, really bad defense. It's kind of a black or white kind of situation. There's no gray area. And it seems to be working. I think also that has to do with the Knicks have a bunch of young guys who probably haven't developed the ego to tell Tom Thibodeau, hey, I don't want to play defense like the guys in the T-Wolves did. So, I mean, it works, right, for, for a bunch of young, hungry guys. And, and Julius Randles also seems like a pretty hungry dude that – they're playing tough defense, and, you know, I think that there'll, there'll be a team that you can't walk into a game and be like, ah, we're going to beat these guys, like, no problem. You, can't, I, you can't do that, right? I'd also so like to point out for that them. Emmanuel quickly should be in the Rookie of the Year conversation at this point because he has been a pleasant surprise in his last four games, all double digits. He had a 23-point game against the Cavs, 19, 19 points against the Nets, 17 against the Celtics, 11 I don't know why he isn't starting for you guys. He has one of the cleanest floater games in the league. And uh, all over Twitter, there are plenty of, of uh, montages, if you will, uh, of his floater game already this season. So, Well, I don't know why fantastic. he isn't starting for you guys. We discussed this a little yeah. bit off- off air yeah, as well. I mean, I'm sure I there's a that, I'm sure there's a matchup thing, and oh yeah, you know, he's he's a scorer, so maybe you want him off the bench. I'm sure there's a reason. I'm not worried. For, I would love for him to start, but like at the end of the day, yeah. I mean, like for me him. though, it's just that when when you're a team that has a bunch of guys, <laughs> and yes, it's nice to win, but you're more caring about developing the players because mm-hmm. they're all on rookie contracts. Why wouldn't you just start all first, second, and players? Like same with Knox, right? I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. same yeah. with Knox and and. And stuff like that. Yeah. Obviously, I, like, Obi Toppin can't start because Julius Randle is really, no, really no, good. So but, just, like, he got injured, too. And there's, yeah. there's plenty of reasons. Um, 
Well, I'm saying even if he was healthy, right? Because yeah. your best player does play that position. I forgot so. to mention, going backwards a little bit. So the Sixers beat the Celtics, right? And our good friend Marcus Smart had something to say after the game. And uh, I'm going to read this to you, Nick. And just I, Go for I want your it. I think raw, I probably heard this. I, I want your raw reaction. All right. Smart says, quote, we got our hands up a lot of the time and Embiid flails and he gets the call. Meanwhile, on the other end, we attack and we don't get the whistles. It's tough playing like that. He says, if the roles were reversed, I'd do it every time. Hey, Marcus Smart, you do do that every time. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't think Marcus Smart is really in a position to call. Oh, my gosh. People on, on like, taking charges and flopping and stuff like that. It's amazing I think it's the more... self-awareness for Marcus <laughs> just... Smart. It's amazing. See, here's the thing. I, I'm That's kind of who he is right he's kind of like pat bev and just he talks a lot of shit whoa, like that's whoa. just kind of what he is I mean, there's a similar kind of player they kind of got that junkyard dog mentality and you know what i think every team needs one guy like that maybe i could do without the sound bite but as long as you keep playing first team all defense you kind of get off the hook <laughs> marcus just... smart but yeah it is kind of dumb oh my gosh it's crazy. Sorry. How knowing knowing the Celtics, they're gonna come back and beat some team by forty in a couple of days. So, all right. Yep. Yeah, we'll 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 keep tabs on that. Just. I think, though. My my point about the Nets, right? Because obviously we're gonna talk about this a lot because this is the biggest storyline. It's not so much that I don't think that Kyrie can get his points, but it's more like what are you replacing? And I, this is why, even though I. I I'm not the biggest baseball guy. I appreciate the war stat probably more than any yeah. stat in baseball because it says, and I don't know how they calculate what a replacement value player is, if it's just a guy from the minors or if it's a league average player, because obviously those are two different things. But I wish they had that and for some advanced yeah. metrics in the NBA because if I have a guy, let's say let's say Kyrie's going to average 27 for a game for the season, right? Mm -hmm. But the dude is defensively, a zero or probably even a negative honestly it's it's more like what am i replacing would i, I rather like, have a guy who averages 19 and plays great defense right well i feel like that's what people think the plus minus stat means and that's just not that's not what case. it's plus not plus minus is. <laughs> yeah <laughs> well, i think a lot of people think that's what plus minus means it's like oh well they scored that's what they, that's they what is, but it's on, they were on the court but it's like eh. That's not yeah, really. but that's also because plus minus is other... kind of a janky stat. But it's like, yeah, if he's in the starting lineup, he's probably gonna have a, yeah. a good plus minus. But is he really doing something positive for your team besides scoring? You know, yeah. like not necessarily. That's why all, all the plus minus ratings are kind of kind of weird. They're they need like to be Vorp is okay, but yeah, Vorp is okay, but it's still not even comparable. Like, I just think that. And maybe in the playoffs, right? You want a guy who can hit that big shot. But I think that so much of the defensive responsibility is now going to be put on KD. Mm -hmm. And the thing is, even on the Warriors, when he when KD was on the Warriors, like people forget that Klay Thompson was an all-defense level player every single season that he was healthy. Mm -hmm. And Steph Curry, he wasn't good defensively, right? I would probably say that him and Kyrie about are about the same. But it's also you only have to hide one player, right? On, on the Nets, you have to hide two or three. Because Joe Harris... Maybe an average defender on a good day, mm. right? And no, on that team, Kyrie's a, defense, not a good defender, and Katie, Harden's not a good defender for that team on defense. And DeAndre Jordan at the rim, Katie and DeAndre Jordan, and Jeff Green's, you know, better than he's okay. He's yeah, he's you could do worse than but he's not. How many minutes is he going to play at I the mean, end of the day? He played thirty right? minutes the other night uh, against well, yeah, against okay. the Magic. I mean, he's he's gonna be a key rotational player because now they have pretty much nobody on their bench, right? Nobody, yeah. He, but it's it's, it's also like team. because you can't ask KD to guard a point guard, right? You, you can't. That's not realistic. Well, yeah. KD's going to guard a wing. Mm -hmm. I just I just worry. Like you look at what happened, and, and no offense to Colin Sexton, but there are better point guards in the NBA than Colin Sexton, right? Yeah, no mean, doubt. Like, is that a consistent? Um, is that is that a thing that we're going to see every game? Now yeah. Are we just going to no. watch point guards torch? No. It's, it's no. Are we going to watch point guards torch the Nets every single night? No, I'm just saying because that, they don't have a good defensive guard. Colin Sexton's not doing that. Or anything close to that a night. Yeah, he's averaging over 20 points a game, but he's not putting up 30, and in that case, he's not putting up 40 every game. So it's not like, like you said, there's there are better point guards, right? That well, and that's what my, my point was. If if Sexton defense. if Sexton can do that to them, right? What's like 
Curry going to do to them when they play, when yeah, he plays them, right? Or over KD too, like it towards yeah. the end of the game, like he was he was hitting it over everybody. Yeah, I think it's you're allowed to have one, and I I remember Lee can remember I remember having fits about this when it was on the was on the Celtics. Yeah, right, and it's like you can have one guy who you need to hide. Mm-hmm. You can't have two, and you can't have two well, who play the same position. Three on five, and that's just yeah. not. And especially cool. if they play the same position, right? Mm-hmm. Because and because then it's just, what are the odds that you play another good team that doesn't have a good player at that position? Every good NBA team has at least a pretty decent point guard. Mm-hmm. Like even though it's not, let's say, let's say. The Nets, just look at the competition at the top of the East, like Boston, Milwaukee, and the Sixers. Okay, the Sixers, you can argue that Simmons is more of a wing and KD would probably guard him. Mm-hmm. That's fair. But the Bucks, I mean, okay, if KD guards Giannis, well, then who's going to guard Chris Middleton? Yeah. Right? It, it, it's going to be like a because, green, but that's not But he's going to get toasted, right? And, and, and if you're playing Boston, okay, well, Katie's probably going to get Tatum or Jalen Brown, but, but then somebody has the to get the other one, and somebody has to get Kemba. Yeah. So, you know what I mean? Or, or then you're playing, you're even playing the Hawks, and you have Katie guarding John Collins, and then even though Trey Young's not a good defender either, offensively, he's still going to torch Harden or Kyrie. Yeah. So it's just, you're, you're just... You run into you have two bad defensive players who play the same position and both have to be on the court thirty plus minutes a night. It's just mm-hmm. such a such a matchup nightmare. Yeah, well, I mean, they have to score one hundred and thirty points a game yeah, to win. They're not going to be a good defensive team. They're, they're just not. They can't be. And I just defense. I think that especially because of how how, you can't, how much you know, guards are are scores in the league, right? And your two worst these days, are both yeah, guards. They're. They're going to give yeah. up a ton of points a game. They're not going to be a good defense. And neither of them is willing to play in the, off the bench. So yeah, the funny thing realistic. is, right? We had like the little honeymoon, the honeymoon phase, right? With James Harden, two three games in. where they were amazing. Yeah, two games yeah. without Kyrie, right? Where he was flawless on his best behavior. He actually played defense too, right? He had a triple double in his first game, 32-12 and fourteen against the Magic, and then the second game with the Nets against the Bucks, uh, he had. 34, 6, and 12 in 41 minutes, right? And him and KD looked great together. And that's the thing. We said him and KD wouldn't be an issue. Would actually be a very good team, right? Because we've already seen glimmers of that when he was on the Thunder, when he was much younger, right? But it's it's the adding Kyrie is still... It's... it. I, we, in one game, is not enough to tell us, right? What's What it's going to be like. We get. We're gonna have to wait three, four weeks before we really see what this team. I mean, they're plays gonna bitch, like. They're gonna win a bunch of games in the regular. Yeah. Season but like they just all at some point are. Is... They're gonna win a bunch of games in the regular season, but they're gonna win games. And, and look at it. The games that they lose, they're gonna lose because their shot doesn't fall, and they're gonna score only like 105, and someone's gonna hang 130 on their head. <laughs> and the games that they win, it's gonna be because they score 130. You know what's outrageous? And, and I think in the in the playoffs. When you're only playing good teams, like that's just not a recipe for success. And also, yeah, go for it. What's outrageous? I was just looking at this, the box score from the Nets game last night, right? <laughs> because it was double overtime, I know, but still, Kevin Durant and James Harden played 50 minutes. That's so. That's so much. Good lord. Yeah, that's insane. Hey, another. Speaking about minutes, guess who's uh, both in the top five for minutes played per game. Another Tom Thibodeau staple, R.J. Barrett and Randall, both in the top uh, 10 in minutes per game played. The Tom Thibodeau Classic. R.J. Barrett's been playing pretty well. Um, Before we get off the nets, also, I don't think we can just breeze past past this, but James Harden lost 30 pounds in a week. Uh, he was wearing a fat suit, dude. 100%. Confirmed wearing a fat suit when he was in Houston. Legitimately, someone put a fat suit on sale. Uh, on eBay, like right after the news broke. So, not saying it's that's what happened, but confirmed. That's what happened. <laughs> he wanted he, out of there. So he looked bad. so happy. I can't even be that mad. Like he he genuinely looks so just giddy to be not in Houston. Um, which it sounds like nobody wants to be in Houston these days, just based on every sport. 
right? Well, I also think Tillman Fertitta is a bottom five owner in the NBA. I mean, I'm not going to get into... No, you know what? No, disrespect intended. Disrespect intended. Tillman Fertitta is a bottom five owner in the NBA. Well, well, I I, I have very little opinion on Tillman Fertitta. Uh, Him, him, Dolan, and, and what's the Kings owner? Who's the Kings owner? Rana, is it Rana Dive? Vivek Rana Dive? Them three. <laughs> bottom three owners in the league. Jeez. Right there. Jeez. All right. It's true. Tell us tell us how you feel. Um, What else happened this week? Uh, The Wizards are still averaging the most points per game in the league at 120.5. And somehow... Hey, and they're still they losing three games. And eight. <laughs> they're three and eight. Do you know how hard, how hard that is to do? To, uh, to, you to, have to, to play really bad defense. Yeah. To lead the league in points per game and still only have three wins—that's crazy. That's that's bad. Uh, Steph and the Warriors beat the Lakers. They look a lot better recently. Steph's been playing really well. Wiseman is getting extra coaching from Draymond, and uh, I mean, only good things are going to come from that. And he was already playing well yeah. this season. I mean, again, I, think, I, I knew the Warriors would figure it out. And get yeah, it. I agree. I agreed and, with you on that. They're they're too good to not. Well, it's just like they have they have veterans. Steph right? Curry, Oubre is <laughs> finally playing well again, um, despite the the horrendous start to the season that he had. You know, Draymond came back from injury. Wiseman's a good, obviously a good young player, and it's starting to look like he's going to be better than I think people thought he would be this year. Um, I mean, yeah, I, I figured they'd turn a corner at some point, and it looks like that is happening. And also, those those throwback jerseys they have are just so so pretty. The Oakland Forever yeah. one. Most like of the, the most of the throwback jerseys in the league look pretty good because the teams put effort into them. I know, but the, those Oakland ones just look so. They just look so yeah clean, so clean. Oh, I'm a big fan. Um, what else? Uh, uh, can we talk about the Jazz? They're the overachieving. I mean, we knew they'd be good. I didn't think they'd be ten and four. I feel like the Jazz always overachieve, uh, overachieve at the beginning of the season, though, right? Like, is that that is that just me? Yeah, but I mean, the they're not beating. Weeks? I mean, they're not beating bums, right? I mean, they're beating good teams for the most. Yeah. Part. I mean, they're beating some bums, but I mean, they beat the Bucks. They beat the Nuggets. <laughs> beat I the, mean, they beat the Spurs by twenty. We like, both had the Jazz in in the playoffs, right? We knew. I think we had them good. somewhere in the middle. And I again, I just have this feeling that every year they always start off really hot and then no one talks yeah. about them and everyone's like you know what the jazz are actually pretty good right and then they like well, i they, think they, they have a lot of players and then but they still make the playoffs and they're still good in the playoffs i mean i think they have a lot of players who are just criminally underrated they have a lot of guys that do their job and aren't super flashy i mean like joe like hot take rudy gobert bogdanovich does not get enough talk donovich no, but yeah, Bogdanovich. Oh, Bogdanovich. Boyan Bogdanovich. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, no, Boyan Bogdanovich. Did you mean Donovan Mitchell? Not get enough talk in 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 NBA circles. He's really good. Yeah, I mean, he he, does. he just has been taking a back seat because he's on the wing together with Mitchell. But when he needs to, he can get his. I mean, he's really good, and people don't talk about him enough. Yeah. He's he's quite good. He's super efficient. He's such a good shooter. And he such plays like pretty good defense. He's not a complete, you know, joke he's on the defensive an, end. Yeah, no, no, he's. He's not a negative on defense, which yeah. in the NBA another he's guy. Not I mean, positive on defense. yeah, another another guy who I mean, I'm not gonna say that he's underrated. I just think he's under talked about. He's forgotten about. Not specifically now is Mike Conley. Yeah, I was about to say the same thing. When he was on the Grizzlies, he was pretty good. Yeah, well, I think people forget because he was on the Grizzlies. Yeah, because he was on the Grizzlies. Now, now he plays for the Jazz. Arguably, the two most forgettable franchises, franchises just because they're the always. They are, they're similar because they're always like pretty solid, solid, they're not solid flashy. overall, right? Like they don't they don't aren't super flashy, but they're always like pretty solid defensively, they solid offensively, you know. Yeah. Just, I mean, you look at this, you look at this Jazz roster. It's it's a bunch of dudes who I mean, you again, the word is just solid. Like you look at their forget the four bottom guys off the bench who don't play. I don't care about them. But like you look at it from the bottom up. Okay, Niang, Favors, Ingles, Clarkson, Conley, Mitchell, Gobert, Bogdanovich, and O'Neal. Like, that's – if that's your first, like, like, ten guys, you don't have a superstar. Maybe you could argue Mitchell yeah, and Gobert, but you have dudes. ten solid like, – 
if if Niang is your tenth man on your team, you're doing fine. Like if Derek Favors is your ninth man, like you're doing fine. Yeah. No, they just have a bunch of really good players that understand what they do really well, right? Yeah. Like, do I think they're gonna make it to the Western Conference Finals? No, but I mean nobody can underestimate them. Uh biggest disappointment this season. So I know who I'm picking. I mean, I'm not picking the Wizards because I already expected them to be disappointing, and they're disappointing, so they're not surprising me. But most surprising disappointment is Miami. I don't know what they're doing. Yeah, they. Have I know not, they're on a two-game win streak, but they're, they're beating trash. Great. Also, they they're beating terrible great. teams. Yeah, I'd they got beat by agree. twenty by the Pistons. Like that's embarrassing. <laughs> I'd probably. Agree you can't lose to the Pistons. Like that's really bad. Three and eleven. Pistons. Yeah. Okay, but they're trying to lose. Like they they <laughs> suck. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'd probably agree with you. The Heat are not playing. And you look at their roster, it's not, it's not, I mean, it's not terrible, right? that they had last year when they went to the finals. Like, it doesn't really make a lot of sense, but. Yeah, I mean, I mean, they have Kendrick Nunn off the bench. He, we know he can score, right? They have Dragic, Adebayo, Olenek, Duncan Robinson. I know that Hero is missing some time here and there with some lingering stuff, but. Still, even without him, that shouldn't I mean, cause you to be six and seven. No, Hero well, you not. shouldn't be. It's not even that you shouldn't be losing. I mean, he's a good player, but you shouldn't be needing Tyler Hero to beat the Pistons. Well, I'm saying that's not right what puts to, to you beat over the Raptors, top, right? Like, yeah, like, that's not the difference maker, right? Well, yeah, he can be the second best player or the third best player on a championship team, but not more than that. At least at the moment, not more than no, that. Maybe he becomes he's, that because he's at, young, at best but. the third best player on that team at best, right? Yeah, Jimmy that's Butler, what, but that's what I'm saying. Like, that's yeah, Jimmy Butler and Adebayo. Yeah. Um, but I, I don't understand why they're losing to the Pistons by 20 points. Like, I, <laughs> I don't get that. There's not a there, you, if you're losing to the Pistons by 20 points, you got to look in the mirror and ask some serious questions. Of well, yourself. I mean, I don't want to pull this card, but you know, I will give them the benefit of the doubt that they did play longer than anybody other than the Lakers. They both obviously played. The Lakers are like 11 and four. Though. I know. Well, I know, but uh, also <laughs> LeBron, right? It's a different team. It's a different story. They have a yeah. lot of new players on a team, so it's not really the same. But I'm just saying, I'll give them the benefit of the doubt for a little bit longer, right? That they did play the longest out of but any it's, of the But teams. at some point, it's going to be like, well, when are you going to start crawling? Oh, yeah. No, not just I, into I, the playoffs, I, but also towards the stop of the standings, no, right? No, I, I agree. I agree. I mean, they still should be better than they are, despite even oh, yeah. that. Uh, yeah. What was I going to say? Uh, Luca's playing outstanding still he's shooting a lot better now he's shooting way better now from deep really nice highlight reel stuff uh lately cj mccollum uh has a pretty significant ish injury i mean he's gonna miss like a month it sounds like uh fractured foot and they said he's gonna be real reevaluated i I still don't know why the nuggets and the mavericks are 500 they shouldn't be. I mean, I would say that. that is more of the West being really good to start this. I still think they'll make the playoffs, but I just think the West is is still very balanced at this point in the season. And like we said, mm-hmm. people like Luka and Jokic are – I mean, Jokic has been playing well all season, but I think players are starting to heat up on both teams. So I – and I expect with, with CJ McCollum missing time, the Blazers are going to go down a little bit. You know, I think there's still plenty. Well, I think even with shuffling. him, I don't think they're better than Grizzlies have have won five straight. John Morant's back. They might sneak in the playoffs. Yeah, he's a, he's a stud. I mean, he's really good. He's, he's one of those guards that makes everybody on your team better because he's good defensively, he's efficient, he dishes the rock around, and he's... He's an electric player, Not a too. head case. He's, he, yeah. he brings excitement, right? Yeah. It's contagious. But, um, you know, if he's back and he stays healthy, that, that team has a chance to sneak in the playoffs, I think. Yeah, I mean, I think it'll be difficult just because I expect Dallas and the Nuggets to move up. Um, mm-hmm. And I think that the Spurs and the Grizz are going to be the teams that fall out. Well, just because yeah, I don't they're going to be the teams that are think their personnel. Yeah. Pelicans. And I just, I'm sorry, I'm, I want to point this out since we're talking about the West uh, Western Conference. Yeah, go for it. Pelicans, they right now, I don't know what that team is, right? Because obviously we've talked about Zion, how he's not as, as he, he needs to do more, right? And I know that sounds ridiculous, but if he is going to be, right, second coming LeBron, he's going to, he needs to 
one play more minutes per game because he, I don't know, he still seems like he's getting gassed. And, and like, it just seems like he's not taking over games the way that he should be if he's going to be, like, the guy there. Yeah. Like, Brandon I mean, he's averaging quiet this season. 23 and 8. Right, which is right, good. He's averaging 23 and 8. To, which is... If he wants to be the guy, right, that everybody was was anointing him when he came in the league, like, he's going to have to do more because that team needs him to do more because they're losing. Well, I also think that he's not averaging 23 and 8 on a good team. I think a lot of that 23 and 8 is because that team is just kind of like, eh, screw it, right? We might as well just give the ball to Zion and just give him touches. Mm-hmm. I think my issue with him is not that individually he's not great. It's I don't know what he is. Yeah. It's kind of like, remember, this is going to be a throwback. <laughs> remember Williams from Arizona when he came into the league and he was, everybody was like, oh, he's going to be a combo forward. But then he ended up kind of being a tweener, and he was defensively not good, and he just kind of faded away. Mm-hmm. I think my issue with Zion is I don't know what he is because he's not a small forward, right? Because he doesn't play like a small forward. He's not an exceptional long-range shooter. He's an okay passer, but he's not fast enough to be a small forward. But then again, he is only like 6'6", right? So is he really a power forward? He has good post moves. He's a freak athlete. It's just, I don't know what he is. And when I don't know what something is, I just kind of stay away from it. Right? Because, Because Giannis, I know what he is. Even though he plays a positionless position, I know what Giannis is. Giannis is, Giannis is, is a small forward who can defend power forwards, right? He's a good passer. He's at least acceptable shooting the ball, right? But he can still defend multiple positions. Zion, I don't know what Zion defends. Besides right? a small forward, right? Yeah, like, but do, do but you beyond... really want Zion to be dragged out to the perimeter by a small forward? And get cooked off the dribble. I'd rather him do that than guard a center or guard a guard. Well, yeah, he can't guard a guard, but like at least that's what I'm saying. But like, it's kind of the issue of like, where do you put him, right? I just think that team has no identity, right? Like Brandon Ingram not really jumping out at anybody this season. Lonzo Ball not really jumping out, doing anything different. Yeah, I think a lot of them just average have good statistics because the team is bad and they can put up as many shots as they want, right? I mean, that team is still, obviously, they are not even close to done with their, their tanking and their rebuild, obviously. Oh, I think no, they're, no, no. I think it's starting now that they have Zion, right? They're going to just build around him. Because, like, they try, they're trying to trade Lonzo to the Knicks, which, as a Knicks fan, I don't really think that there's a need for Lonzo right now. Especially if well, I mean, he's a better Randall's version gonna... of Nilakina. Well, and especially if Randall's going to be, like, a point forward uh, like he's been this season. And R.J. Barrett is the guy... like. Right, like, there's no need for Lonzo right now, so... Yeah, but he's not going to be a starter for you guys. He'd come No, I, I know, but I'm just saying, like, they're clearly trying to just coast through the season, dump some of these players that are on, like, nearing the end of their rookie deal, stuff like... You know what I mean? Right, I think they're just yeah, trying to... Yeah, because they're not trying to pay Lonzo $100 million, right? They're Which just trying to play somebody's... some of these guys out, so that, and then they're just going to continue to bring in more high draft picks, I think. Well, I think but, it's also a tactics thing, right? If you hit restricted free agency and some other team offers you just an absurd contract, and then it's like, oh, do we have to match like four years, a hundred million, right? Like, yeah. But uh, I don't know. I don't think that team's in a good spot, though. No, I don't think so. I either. think they're. I don't think they're in. I think of I the think bad teams. The funny the thing is, in that draft, in Chicago. In that in that in that draft though, right? It's Memphis and New Orleans and the Knicks, right? With R.J. Ja and Zion. Right, and it's funny because all of a sudden the Knicks and the Grizzlies are—they look like they're in a better spot to go forward than the Pelicans. In my unbiased, completely honest opinion, I know I'm a Knicks fan, but no. And I mean, if I'm going to serve as the <coughs> no dog in this fight thing, I think that obviously the Grizz got the best end of the deal. Yes, I mean um, they got the best player. Yes, for no, sure. Yeah, and, and I think also they got the guy with the. <clears throat> 
you know, most NBA ready skill set. And I think he's the easiest to build that, around because he's a yes, guard. Yes, I do that think that RJ is, is better though because the dude has long range abilities. He's defensively okay. Um, I think that RJ, well, and he's also kind the- of like Michael Porter Jr. The dude has so much potential. If he hits it, he's going to be nuts. But even if he hits sixty percent of it, he's still going to be pretty good. Yeah. Well, and it's right? just like he's like a prototype of the modern day small forward, right, NBA, or shooting guard. Right? Yeah, two slash three. Yeah. Uh, going towards another three man draft. Now that it's a couple years out, I think it's kind of a similar situation where people kind of. I don't want to say people overthink things. Because, obviously, Zion was the consensus number one prospect in that draft. And yeah. I don't want to just be the hindsight guy. So, I would have probably taken Zion, too. Yeah, if I, mean, I was the GM back I then. I think so. Right? I, I don't I think that's anybody can hold the Pelicans accountable. But this one, this one I do hold people accountable for. The debacle that occurred with Atlanta, Sacramento, and Arizona. And the Mavs just completely robbing all of them. <laughs> We've, <laughs> but it's 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 just because you were talking about a three man draft and that draft was also seen as a three man draft, right? With Bagley, Aiton, and and Doncic, mm-hmm. and I mean, there I don't give him an excuse because at least Zion was clearly the number one, and it wasn't even like oh well, there's an international guy versus a college guy. Mm-hmm. They were all three college guys. Zion clearly was the best, right? Yeah. So fine. But this one, it's just no excuse. I mean, I know the Suns are doing okay now, but that's a lot to do with Chris Paul. I think that's more to do with Chris Paul than people gave him credit for because they had Devin Booker and DeAndre Ayton the last couple of years, and they were still bad. And now as soon as they get Chris Paul, right, all of a sudden they're great. Um, even though, I mean, he's not averaging a lot statist- a ton statistically, but I think what Chris Paul does is so much beyond how much he scores. Yeah. Than, yeah, than yeah. anything else. Um, oh, there was something else. I was I'm impressed say. with the Bulls, though. No, I mean the Bill. The Bulls have had moments this season where they look really good, and we've talked about how they're kind of in like a win-win situation. I mean, it sounds silly to say, right? Because guess what? They have a bunch of young guys, and they're all going to get a ton of playing time, right? So theoretically, they're pretty it's, good. I mean, well, the, theoretically, it's only going to be good for them, right? Like they're just going to get playing time. They're going to get better, 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 right? They're still going to get a good draft pick, even if they play well, because the team isn't just there's just not that deep right I mean, even they're though they have a lot of talent. like seven probably yeah I would say. right but they they have like a good opportunity to see what they've drafted and they've had some good picks over the last couple of years right like kobe white they have zach levine wendell right carter. who's like their number one guy wendell carter yeah jury's still on him laurie markinen right He's you just solid. drafted patrick williams so you have a bunch of really good young players that have a lot of potential so it's going to be this is like a perfect opportunity for your team to see what you drafted and see what your needs are going forward. Cause you're still going to have a good draft pick and uh, they have a new coach. I mean, even Zach Levine, and they have a good right? coach. The old season. guy on that team is only 25. Yeah. Like, and they have that. a good coach too now. Right. Yeah. yeah. They have a good coach. And I mean, even their bench, Thaddeus Young, Valentine, Archie Diacono. It's another, it's a bunch of young dudes. Okay. Except, except Thaddeus, Thaddeus Young. Young. <laughs> yeah. Except Thaddeus Young, but everybody else. Um, I, I think they look good. I think actually the Hornets. I I, I know we memed on them a lot. At the yeah, of but they've they've been a pleasant surprise. Respect. This I mean, respect. Hayward. Hayward has really been proven. Mellow Ball is playing great. Miles Hayward. Bridges had one of the meanest yeah, dunks Bridges, I've yeah. ever seen. Uh, but that's what he's like there for, ago. right? I, yeah, but that did you see that? Yeah, that was a full full on back scratcher. That was so so pretty. Uh, I think he's good off the bench, right? Because no, he's, defensively, he's, he's kind of plug. eh. He's but he's a spark plug. plug, right? Yeah. Biggest disappointment on that team, though, uh, Malik Monk. I don't know why they... That's just <laughs> such a... I know, but the thing I is, like, that's that. such a classic Chicago Hornets pick. Chicago right? Hornets. Like, you mean Charlotte? Uh, not Chicago Hornets. Charlotte. Sorry. <laughs> Charlotte Hornets. Hey, it's all I, good. I, I, I had a rough, late, you know, had a rough like, intro. It was, we, yeah. We uh, it's such a classic Hornets pick, like a flashy college player. <laughs> With no right? actual and it's like, skills. Well, it's like he's he destroyed kids in college because his athleticism was just so much better than theirs. And it's like he's a six three shooting guard. Uh, he's gonna get abused in the NBA with no discernible skills other than dunking. Yeah. Anyway, we digress. Uh, another one of the other things I just remembered. Um, Oladipo 
just got to Houston, and people are already about talking about the Knicks trying to trade for him, and I just please don't. That's all I have to say. And I just think it's not in your timeline. It's just like why, why, why? And it's it, and it's also he's not like a Bradley Beal that really moves the needle. So yeah, it's like it's just a move to make a move. Don't do it. Thanks. Goodbye. Yeah. Um, Although I don't think beyond Beal, I don't think there are any other really high level free agents that are going to come out because I don't count Blake Griffin as a high level free agent. Not anymore. People um, on the internet. <laughs> I, I'm going to be honest. I haven't even looked at free agency stuff. So uh, I met. I don't. I met like trade deadline targets. Yeah, That's yeah, why I, I don't know. I, I haven't even looked at that stuff yet. I'm living in the moment. The Knicks are. Uh, Knicks are playing well. That's all I care about. Yeah, I mean, it will cost you a few draft spots, but I guess it's worth it to actually have a team that's competent for a while. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, yeah, Knicks are 7-8. and eight. Two-game two win streak. I mean. Because I think even if you tried, even if you were tanking, you can't, you can't tank bad enough that you're going to be worse than some of these other teams in the East, so you yeah. might as well at least try to win games. Yeah, well, and it's also just like yeah, you build. You it's refreshing, some, right? You build some, some confidence, right? And some of the young guys, yeah. especially, like, RJ, people like that. You don't want to alienate them. Oh, no. We've seen the year past where it's just like, oh, wow, we're losing again this year. Oh, wow, we didn't get any better. So, again, I'm I'm very pleased. I'm very pleased yeah. so far. I'm waiting for Scott Brooks to get fired <laughs> so I can cross a prediction off my <laughs> I, list. I can't wait for that podcast. <laughs> when the thing is, I don't, even, I don't even think it's his fault, right? He's such a symptom of a larger go. issue. But exactly. See, that's the thing. We've talked about this off air. The first guy to go is the coach. Yeah. Right? Because the GM has to fire somebody to make himself look good. Yeah. And then... The second guy to go is the GM <laughs> because the owner has to fire somebody to make himself look good. Everybody and then the last there. guy, the last guy to go is the player because he gets sick and tired of the coach and the GM getting fired. So he's like, I'm out. Yeah. And then everyone realizes, oh, maybe it's the owner. It's the owner. <laughs> and then usually the owner does nothing and they continue to sing. See, yeah, I think Knicks. the Wizards like <laughs> see the New York Knicks. Well, if, if the Wizards, if the Wizards, they 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 hit their peak that one year, that one right? time. <laughs> but I think everybody kind of realized. John, I mean, John Wall has enjoyed relative. I mean, until recently, relative lack of criticism for his lack of development as an NBA player. Um, and I think now people are realizing that mm-hmm. that. Maybe you know he was the problem. Yeah. Because he was great at Kentucky, right? And his first couple of seasons in the league, he was like, wow, he's this defensive stopper who can also, you know, run the floor in transition. Look how athletic he is. And it's like, yeah, but he kind of doesn't have the ju- a jumper and he's kind of turnover prone, right? And if you take away his drive, he's kind of pretty useless. Mm-hmm. So they hit their peak and then it was just like, yeah, is this team really going to get any better? And it did. And the answer was just no. <laughs> just an emphatic no. Well, I mean, it's like if you couldn't take advantage, <laughs> right, of that first, of those first couple, like the second time LeBron was on the Cavs, right, they had one year where they looked really rough because everybody was hurt, you know, and it was the whole, like, Kyrie was talking about he was going to start leaving and LeBron was like, they changed the coach and it was just, it was just a mess, right, the first yeah, year. Yeah, David Blatt. Yeah, to Ty Lue. and it was like if you couldn't take advantage of it that year, and I mean Boston was still a couple years away, right? They hadn't drafted Tatum yet, um, and Milwaukee was just on the up and up. Mm-hmm. I think that might have been the first year that Milwaukee really had an amazing regular season because Giannis finally popped, and it was like Milwaukee was on the up and up. The Sixers were still like trying to figure out what was happening with Embiid because he was hurt, and it was like if you and the Wizards were kind of the team that were in the spot to. To take advantage of it, right? Because they had they had just signed Otto Porter to that ridiculous contract. Um, Paul Pierce, and it was like, I man, wasn't that Paul Pierce? Or maybe uh, no, that Paul Pierce been... was old. Yeah, they but had I'm still, just saying... they had Gortat, and he was still oh, pretty man, good. Seen the dream? I mean, they were good. I mean, they were good for that year, and and then it came in the playoffs, and people started playing real defense and taking away John Wall's drive, and, and they just got crushed. And it was like, wow. Yeah. They can't, like, they just can't. I mean, the Wizards have are long overdue for, like, a complete overhaul. Yeah. And it is I think clearer it was, than and, ever and, that and, they need to. And they didn't do what the Hawks did. The Hawks had that one season where they won, like, 65 yeah, they games, had made Horford, it to the finals. They had Millsap. Yeah. They had Jeff Teague. You know, well, Kyle but, but they made it to the finals. They made it to the finals. They got bodied. And then they were like, 
okay, this is just not good enough to win a championship. And then they blew it up and started over. And I think... And they did it correct. They, they've well, done a pretty yeah, good well, job so far. That well, that's is, why they're is, in a better spot than the Wizards right now. Because I think teams spend too long in the, oh, we think we're contenders, right, phase. Yeah. Without having a clear path forward. Like, I, I said it already. If the Sixers don't make the finals this year, blow it up. It's not going to get any better. Yeah, well, because you don't want to linger. Well, it's like, yeah, it's like you move off it while you can still get good return for your assets. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. how much better statistically can Joel Embiid get? He's already so close to just all-time. I mean, if it wasn't for Jokic, right, we'd, already, we'd be talking about Embiid as scratching the all-time center list. It's just that Jokic is so phenomenal that people talk about him. Mm-hmm. But Embiid is still like all-time ranking pretty high statistically as far as centers go. Yeah, It's like, how much better is he going to get? Simmons hasn't improved. So it's like, at some point, if you don't make the finals this year, because guess what? Milwaukee's making moves, right? The Celtics and well, the Pacers... You can't tread water when other teams are getting better yeah. around well, you. Well, and like the that. Celtics and the Pacers are getting better even without making moves because all their best players are not at their peaks yet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The Nets are making moves. Even if we don't like them, they're at least trying. Yeah. The Nets and the Bucks are making moves because their best player, KD and Giannis respectively, are at their peak and their peak is so good, they're like, this is our opportunity. Yeah. So they're making moves. And Striking then the Celtics in the Indiana, top. yeah, and then the Celtics in Indiana are like, we know we're getting better every season. It's a matter of time. Yeah. And then we'll right? be at the point where the Bucks, right, and the Nets are where we have to go make a move because our players are at their peaks and maybe we need to get one more to get over the hump, right? But yeah. again, like I said, you can't tread water while other teams are getting better and expect the results to change, right? And the thing is, I think the Sixers just don't have enough... I don't know what assets they could even move to get another really superstar player. Because because Joel Embiid, like you said... Is unmovable. Well, you you said Giannis, KD, best players on those teams, respectively, right? Yes. On on the Sixers team, it's clear-cut Joel Embiid's best player. He's the guy that is the key to your team's success, right? Ben Ben Simmons Simmons this this year has been bad. Ben Simmons at this point is if anything bringing your franchise back right so he still has value right to other teams in the league well and the rest of the roster just doesn't inspire me honestly trade him for players that'll actually provide something positive to your team yeah i mean they beat a tatumless celtics team by eight and that was with Embiid going for 42-10 and 10 in 33 minutes. Mm-hmm. That's not going to happen every night. That's not realistic, mm-hmm. right? Ben Simmons had 11, 8, and 8. Tobias Harris had 22, 3, and 5. And Danny Green had 12 points and the rest of the good. That's what I'm saying. Look at the rest of the roster. I'm not inspired by any of it. Yeah, Tobias Harris hey, overpaid. Especially, Danny. especially since they, they waved Dakota Mathias. I'm definitely not inspired by it. Are you kidding me? But even, even like, all jokes aside, right? Like, Tobias Harris overpaid, and he's not really a guy who you count on to win a championship. Danny Green, he's nice if he's your fifth best player, right? Or sixth best player. And Bede, okay, we know he's amazing. Simmons, fine. Then it's Maxi, Shake Milton, Matisse Thibault. Matisse Thibault, though. He actually, yeah, I mean, I think he actually could He'll be, be great. I think, here's the thing. You can have, if I'm Sixers, right? I trade Ben Simmons for whatever his value is, right? Because guess what? Matisse Thibault is exactly what Ben Simmons is right now, except I have more confidence in Thibault eventually getting somewhere beyond that in the future. They're both, if anything, he's a better defender than Ben Simmons, right? He's a big guard. Let's see. I don't know his exact idea. I think he's, okay, he's 6'5", right? But he's a guard and he can guard small forwards. He like led the NCAA in steals, right? When he, right before he got drafted, he's a very good defender. And like, who knows if he gets a jump shot, but if he doesn't, guess what? That's exactly what we have in Ben Simmons. And, uh, uh you know, well, I mean, okay. I don't think it's fair to like, Thibault is averaging like three points and two rebounds. Yeah, I don't think it's necessary because his, his job is literally don't is not score. It's just yeah. play defense. I just you know think that like, I don't know. Yeah, but I, I think even if you look at their assets, like the Sixers, 
they really have to hope it works because asset-wise, they're in a rough spot. Because even if you trade Tobias Harris, nobody wants that contract. Yeah, and also just like what team needs a Tobias Harris. But it's like, if I'm the Sixers, I'm going after Bradley Beal as hard as I can, right? Yeah, but you're going to have to trade. Yeah, okay, you give up Simmons. You give up Simmons and some of your young guys. Well, and you're going to have to throw in some picks. And some picks. Yeah, but but when is the time to trade picks? No, I know what you mean, but I'm just saying like, you go from having uh, I don't know how to I don't know how to put this into words, but I'm just saying you have to you have to gut your team and I know it's not much right now, but I'm just saying if you bring in a guy like Beal that's also very very taxing on your team if that makes sense. You know what I mean? Mhm. Cuz then guess what? Then all your bench are just a bunch of guys on two-way contracts, right? And, you know, league minimum. Which yeah, yeah sometimes it works, but are we sure Sometimes that will work doesn't. on a team like the Sixers? Yeah. I don't know. Well, it is, I just think there's a lot of teams that take too much pride in trying to make things work that it's like, no, you should just blow it up. Try again. Yeah. I uh, I think we've covered just about everything that's happened the last week. <laughs> in the NBA. And then some. Yeah. But I do think the stand- the standings are starting to stabilize a little bit with a couple of Yeah, I mean they've they've not really changed a whole lot in the last week. A lot of that's I mean because there have been some cancellations, but I also think teams are just kind of settling into certain positions. Any any last thoughts you'd like to get off your chest? Shoutouts. Um not not really. I think it's it's just this next this next stretch of 10 to 15 games is going to be when we can really start to make judgment it's calls. Like, yeah, it's where the, I mean, it sounds cliche. But the wheat and the chaff separate. There you go. There you go. What he said.